Good day, everyone. This is Matt with A Cup of Freedom. Thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. Today is a day the Lord has made, and we will rejoice in it. I've got my cup of coffee here, enjoying a cup this morning. I hope you're enjoying a cup wherever you are listening from today. It's a beautiful day here in Texas. Hope you're enjoying your day. This is a podcast where we celebrate all things freedom in Christ and how we can live that out in our everyday lives. The Son has set us free. Jesus Christ has set us free, and now we can live from His freedom that lives in us. And so uh, I've been talking through a, a book that I wrote last year called The Love of the Father, Enjoying Jesus Every Day. And would love for you to check that out, by the way, and leave us a review on Amazon if you have uh, <laughs> if you have picked that up. But anyway, uh, so one of, we've been talking through that. We've gone through a series on identity, and now I wanted to shift into uh, this t- today talking about acceptance. And really, the the reason why I called this uh, this you know the name of this podcast "Approval Addict" is that's kind of that's what I was dealing with a lot in my own life. And so I want to talk about that today, of how how approval can not only impact our identity, but can also be uh, you know something that that keeps us from walking in freedom from from addictive behaviors, because we're looking for approval from God, from others, uh, and and then because of that, and we don't think we're getting it, or that we're not approved, or we're not accepted, then we're going to behaviors in order to gain that acceptance. And so I want to talk about that today because that's this is very personal for me, and this is one of the root lies that God has has transformed in me and renewed my mind to His full acceptance of me. I always kind of had this belief that He was waiting for me to get my act together. He was waiting for me to kind of figure the figure out this addiction that I had with pornography, and just oh, I'm just waiting on you, Matt. And then once you get, and He was kind of mildly just disgusted with me and. And so when you when you have those beliefs, you, you, you're not you're there's no way you're going to embrace God's full acceptance of you. And so I didn't. And so I was going out there pursuing behaviors that would have been on both sides of it. One side of it was the negative behaviors that was trying to gain acceptance through some negative fleshly behaviors like pornography. And then the other side of it was more of what I would say trying to pursue the religious uh, or the uh, just getting other people to like me kind of approval, whether it be trying to get God to like me or trying to get other people to like me. And the biggest transformation for me was God, through His Spirit, revealing to me that He not only loves me, but He likes me a whole bunch. It's hard to enjoy somebody, right, if you don't really think they like you that much and don't want to really be with you. And that if I feel like God's distant and and He's way off there somewhere and He's kind of waiting for me to get it together, I'm not going to really believe that person's really accepting me and really wants to be with me and spend time. So that's great work of God revealing to me that that I was I'm fully accepted in Him. And it's not based on my behavior that that when I go out of character and I go against my true identity that He's still loving me perfectly, and He's delighting in me perfectly, and I'm complete in Him, and I'm fully accepted and worthy in Him. I don't have to try to get this approval from other people, but but the bottom line is we do, and it can still come out of us in some ways, right? So, I mean, as part of the human race, right, we've all experienced rejection. We've all experienced the pain of that, okay? Uh, that looks like different different ways, for different people. 
Okay, but the hurt from these experiences can be very difficult, right, to, to release, to heal from. We carry these hurts into other areas of our lives, and it be, becomes crippling. It keeps us stuck because we're waiting for this person or this situa- situation to give us our worth, to give us our value. And, and like I said, I've had my share of rejection. As a younger man, it shaped my identity. And really the core, again, the core lie was that I was unacceptable, that I was unworthy. I would have never necessarily said that out loud, but the feelings that I had, some of the experiences that I had, developed this belief that I was unworthy. And I always said this on this podcast, you will, you will act by what you believe. You do what you do because you believe what you believe. And so, so I was believing the lie, not just feeling it, but believing it and living out of that. And so, so then developed things like, for me, that developed things like trying to earn acceptance trying to earn approval from others, getting my, getting my worth from other people, and then also trying to earn my worth from God. I mean, I never would have said that to you if somebody would have asked that, but that ultimately now has been the discovery, that, that the freedom journey that the Lord has taken me on. And, and it, become, it became this pursuit, kind of, this pursuit of acceptance. Okay, And it can lead to destructive behaviors. Okay, and I'm going to tell you, it's exhausting and it's futile trying to get other people to like me, <laughs> to like you. It's exhausting, and I've just gotten to the point now where it's like this is who God's made me to be, and not everybody is going to embrace that. Not everybody's going to be my best friend, and I don't need that anymore. There's going to be some things about me that people still will not like, and I'm not my my role is my role is not to get them. To my side to, to accept me or like me if they don't. My role is to love them, to express the love of Jesus to them in whatever way that is. And so, sure, that can be still be painful at times, but but this approval addiction, if you will, for me, God has grown me so much in that, so much in that. Uh, but it's it's hard to give up, right? Because we keep striving for it. We keep earning, trying to earn it. We keep trying to go after it, performing, struggling, reaching for it. But maybe there's another way. Maybe there's another answer to this need for for acceptance and worth. You know, it's not intended to be this way, but but our sense of worth and acceptance is is actually built a lot by what others say and think of us. So we started receiving messages when we were younger. Right, and it develops into our teen years, and you know God wants us to get these needs met from Him, what He says about us, the the acceptance and worth from Him, and yet we can seek to get it, you know, from this approval of other people, and as a result, what it does is it can create this drive in us to to do whatever it takes to have others like and accept us, and then the lie is is that that we need to have this acceptance, like we it's it's the neediness. That's where the lie comes in is there's this neediness now that develops. I need that spouse. I need that friend. I need that coworker. I need that whoever, parent. I need that child. I need whoever it is. I, the, the neediness develops then into the lie that we have to have their acceptance in order to feel good about ourselves. In other words, if they don't like me, <laughs> if they don't like me, I can't feel good about who I am. And so we're basing that that need, we're putting all our eggs in that basket of that need of someone else approving of us. We don't want to be rejected, right? I mean, nobody does. So we strive to win other people's approval. And I want you to think about as we're going through this today, what that looks like for you. What, what, in what areas is, is that currently? 
And what areas in the past maybe has that developed and how you can see that? And I want to share a personal testimony. You know, this one of the ways this played out in my own life, in my teenage days, I was an athlete. Oh boy, I can't think of how many years ago that was, right? But, you know, for me, I was always either on a basketball court, a baseball field, or a golf course. Uh, that was, and if I wasn't on that performing as an athlete, I was practicing somewhere to get ready for those games. So much of my identity began to be formed in how I was performing in these sports. If I was getting it done on the baseball field, the basketball court, the golf course, my teammates, my coaches, my parents, other people were happy. And I began to see this, oh, wow, Matt's really hitting the ball today. He's really making those shots, right? And so they're... They were approved of me. They liked, liked, I, I liked hearing the cheers, if you will. So it made me feel good about myself. Of course, who wouldn't, right? Uh, but here's the thing. When I wasn't performing very well, I wasn't hearing those same cheers. I wasn't hearing those same, way to go, Matt's, right? So I began to kind of, and again, this is for a lot of people have dealt with this, but this is for me kind of a uh, personal testimony. So I began to internalize those feelings. And what happened is, I didn't realize it at the time, but I began to formulate this false belief system and this false identity about myself. And it was this, if I perform a certain way, other people are going to accept me and like me. That was That was the false belief. That was the mask I was wearing. So that began to kind of filter out into other areas. And as I got older, this belief carried over into other areas like work, church, and relationships. And so, so yeah, I mean, uh, that, that performance mentality of trying to get other people to like me was, was there. And so I would have never said it out loud, um, but I also was transferring some of this belief to my relationship with God. And so, so in other words, if I do this, if I perform this way, if I, or if I stay away from these behaviors that I know God's not pleased with, then he'll accept me. It was performing for God in a religious way. However Christian we want to dress it up, it's still performing for God. And so this approval addiction, right, can come in many shapes and sizes. Maybe for you, you know, I don't know what your personal testimony would be. Maybe it's trying to seek the approval of a parent. You've been still doing that. Maybe you're an adult now, but you're still doing that, and, and they'll be pleased with you, and you, it's, it's just worn you out and exhausted you. Maybe you're just trying to striving to be more successful, you know, in whatever way to, to, be, to make other people pleased with you. You're just, I got to be successful in whatever way so that other people will find me approved. Maybe in order to fit in at some point, you did some things that you never would have thought you would have done in order to be accepted, right? That's the peer pressure we can feel too if you're a younger person listening to this. Maybe you sought that acceptance from the wrong crowd and desperately hoping that it would meet this need in you of acceptance. And here's the bottom line. This need of acceptance is there. God put it in us for a reason, because he wants us to depend on him for that need for acceptance. But here's the thing. Here's one of the other ways that we can get, uh, when you get the praise and the accolades, like I was getting sometimes as, a, as an athlete in my teenage years, that can be counterfeit too, because, because it's conditional. It's conditional on my performance. If I was getting her done and making the shots and, and hitting the home runs, then man, yeah. But when I wasn't, I wasn't getting it. It was conditional. 
You get the praise if you do that, but you don't if you don't do this. So if you don't come through, well, then what do you do? Try harder next time. And this can lead us on this perpetual hamster wheel of striving and trying and performing to get that acceptance. And it can lead us to be reminded that others' acceptance is based on our ability to maintain it. So then we have to maintain the acceptance because then if I don't keep up my end of the bargain, then maybe they're going to be disappointed in me. And it can, this, again, can transfer over with our relationship with God. And it can drive us to this achievement and performance that we become successful. So what's the answer? And, you know, the answer, as I always try to keep it on here, is simple. But it's not always easy. And here it is. I must focus on the complete acceptance that I have in Jesus Christ. He's met all my needs for acceptance in Him. Now, out of that, then, does that mean that I, I that, does that mean that I'm not going to experience acceptance from other people? No. I'm going to experience rejection and acceptance, but it doesn't now because Christ has completely met it in me. It's not going to have the same impact. It's not going to have the same punch. A rejection isn't because, because I know that he's met this deep spiritual need of acceptance of me at the deepest level. So the remedy for approval addiction is, is and the fear of this rejection is to know and believe and embrace and focus on the reality of God's complete acceptance of us through Jesus Christ. Like he accepts us unconditionally. It's not performance-based. So let me transfer this to addiction. To, to you know, I, I know I talk about pornography on this one, but whatever fleshly struggle that you're struggling with, maybe it's food, maybe it's, maybe it's just the approval of other people itself, and that's the addiction, right? That can be an addiction. It can develop into a codependency. I must have my spouse or I must have this, this go this certain way to get this, to feel good about myself, right? Uh, so... So let's just make this personal. The the power I'm gonna, with with pornography, the power of acceptance is huge. Because one of the other testimonies in my teenage years was I didn't have a lot of success with girls. Uh, you know, I didn't think they because I then began to develop this belief system that something was wrong with me, and I did face a little bit of rejection in high school, and so then. At 16 years old, when pornography comes into my life and I was shown it for the first time, it was like I was both kind of appalled and enthralled at the same time. Can I say that? Appalled. I knew it was wrong and yet enthralled because because there was at some point there was this, first it was a curiosity, but then it became an acceptance because it was like, oh, wow, I'm not getting this from real life human beings, but this fake image on a screen is going to fully accept me as I am. The power of acceptance with pornography or an affair or sexuality in general is powerful. I actually think it's one of the root lies that we that we that that is so deeply ingrained in us because we have this deep need of acceptance, and because we may not be getting that from our spouse, or we may not be getting that from, you know, if we're single from other female or females, or or if you're a female listening to this from other guys then we're trying to base our acceptance on what the opposite sex thinks of us and then and then for me pornography comes in and it fully accepts me it doesn't care if i have bad breath it doesn't care if i've even showered that day it doesn't you know what i mean and it, it doesn't it doesn't care it fully accepts and there's a power in that uh, and that's why affairs happen too because maybe things weren't going well in my marriage and 
And so I'm going to look for this acceptance outside of it. And I'm not saying any, of course, these things are not right. They're not the way God wants us to find our acceptance. They're walking by the flesh. But it gives us a deeper understanding of, oh, yeah, you know what? This is one of the core lies I was going to, to go after this behavior because because I was feeling unworthy. I was feeling unaccepted. And I actually believed the lie that I was unacceptable. So there's a, there's, there is a power and there's a connection there that a lot of people think it's just about, well, I need to, I need to just do, a, I need to pray more and be more, be more spiritual. And no, you, we already, as we already said, we're already fully complete in Christ. He's made us fully complete. So we have everything we need. He's met all the spiritual needs for us. But if we continue to project that outward and look for those needs to be met from some external resource other than the Spirit of God in us, then we are going to be most surely disappointed and at a deeper level discouraged, frustrated, confused, all of those things. Because pornography is never going to meet that need. It was never designed to. It's going to feed into the lie, and it's going to continue to develop into a deeper addiction because then you keep coming back for more. You keep coming back to a dry well to drink from, and yet you're more thirsty than you ever were before. So again, the remedy. I'm going to wrap this up quicker today, and we're going to do a second part on this uh, later in the week. But the remedy for this approval addiction and the fear of this rejection, the acceptance that we are looking for is to know. So there's a knowing first, not a knowledge knowing. There's a knowing. And how does this happen? It's the Spirit of God revealing to you. Maybe the question is today, as you engage with God, is, Lord, I, I want to know. I want to know the acceptance that I have from you. Maybe that's your prayer. You just you keep it simple. And then, Lord, I want to believe it by faith. By faith. He's the author of our faith, right? He's the author and perfecter and finisher of our faith. And then we embrace it. Embracing it's like like we're like we unwrap the gift. First we have this inner knowing, and then it's a believing of it, and then it's an embracing or an accepting of it. We accept the acceptance. And we focus on the reality of God's complete acceptance, no matter what kind of rejection or feelings that we're dealing with in our circumstances, the truth doesn't ever change. I've always said, I've said this. This is one of the themes on this podcast is just because I'm not feeling it or my circumstances aren't showing it doesn't make it not true. That I'm fully accepted and fully loved. And so... Engage God with that. I, I know the Lord will be faithful to reveal through His Spirit. And as, as that still small voice, in the stillness, God says, Matt, you are loved, you are accepted, you're worthy because I say so, because you belong to me, because you are my much-loved Son. That's what I want you to receive today. That's what God wants you to receive. And we're going to get into some Scripture verses next time, but this is what I want, because there's, there's all kinds of layers of this. But a lot of what we're doing when it comes to this addictive behavior of pornography is, is acceptance and worth. If I don't feel valuable, if I don't feel worthy, I'm going to go to a destructive behavior to feed into the lie that I'm unworthy or I'm, I'm unacceptable. But as we begin to embrace the true reality of who we are and His full acceptance of us, as we are right now, not some future version of ourselves, but as we are right now, he says, that one right there, that one right there, 
I'm fully pleased with. I'm fully accepting right now. I'm fully liking them. Not needing anything from you. Other than just the invitation is there to for us to enjoy it. For us to live from the abundance of that. What would it look like in your life if you could live from the abundance of Christ's acceptance of you in this moment today? Well, we're going to talk about too, because next time, you know, we're going to talk about, we're getting ready to celebrate Easter, right? And we know that here in a few weeks, and we know that that if there's anybody that knows about rejection and, and unapproval, it would be Jesus. But ultimately, he knows his worth. And we're going to talk about that next time. So thanks for so much for joining us today. We're so grateful you joined us today here on this podcast. Uh, reach out to us if you'd like to pursue one-on-one coaching on your own freedom journey. We also have a, uh, a men's group that meets weekly online. If you'd like more information about that, we'd love to uh, just give you more information about that. So as we say here on this podcast, come as you are and find freedom. We'll talk to you next time. Mm-hmm.